Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Squad Up, a podcast about games, games of all kinds. I am your host, Eduardo, and boy, are we back. We are back. I'm sure most of you are wondering where we've been this past month. It has been quite a busy month. First off, uh, congratulations where they are due. Two of the uh, favorite members of the Squad Up family went and gotten themselves hitched a couple weeks ago, and we were all there, which is why there wasn't a show that week. I don't have any excuses for the other weeks, but for that (laughs) specific week, the excuse was we were at a wedding, and it was Chris and Angela. Congratulations to the two of you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Soundlord. Um, There it is. (laughs) There it is. And you hear that voice? He's back as well. My partner in crime, the guy that's always here, whether he wants to be or not. It's Peaches. Peaches, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm Peaches, and Eduardo paid me exactly 50 US dollars to be here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell you that, though. That's between you and I. Also joining us, somebody who was already part of the show, but has now cemented themselves as part of the show because they're not going to be the exclusive writer for Squad Up. It's Robbie. Robbie, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on? Thanks for doing all this unpaid work. Exclusive oh, yeah, absolutely. you guys Listen, can't have them. It uh, <laughs> gives me something to do. Writing is my outlet, so writing weird outlines full of vague video game nonsense is definitely the thing for me. Perfect. Well, uh, welcome. Welcome both of you. Welcome everybody to the show. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. It's been a really busy month for everyone involved. Uh, we're going to talk about news. We're going to talk about um, what we've been playing, which are going to be too long. We're not going to have a main topic because there's going to be so much to cover in those other two sections. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk to you maybe just briefly about, you know, a little earlier I said we had some exciting things coming, and it looks like something along those lines is going to be coming up pretty soon, and I wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek into that. Um, But first, let's go ahead and see what's going on in the world of gaming. (laughs) Waluigi time. So... Uh, what do you guys feel about tariffs? Uh, How do you guys feel about tariffs? There's tariffs only Jones, one know? tariff in this town. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like it's an easy way to win against your enemies because you just charge them whatever you want, and they have mm-hmm. to pay you, right? That makes sense. Okay, that makes yeah, that's perfect how it works. Sense. Um, so we live in the United States of America. Um, and just recently, President Trump, as part of the tariffs coming in uh, from China, suggested a 25% tax to manufacture consoles or to, to import consoles coming in from China rather than the, the current 10%, which, um, one, why? <laughs> <laughs> and two, what did video games ever do to you, man? It's like he's got his hands in everything. Like he just wants to put his old, dirty, grubby hands in all of the macaroni salads that exist collectively in the globe. Get your hand out of my macaroni salad, man. That's disgusting. That's the best I have today. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't... I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand why that's where he... And, you know, here's this really interesting thing that I was thinking about with this. If he continues on this path... He's going to self-implode because you know who love Donald Trump? Like right-wing video gamers that are like <laughs> alt-right. You know who I'm talking yes. about? The alt-right white male video gamer? They oh, love yeah. Trump. 
And the last thing he should do is like the the second the worst thing he could do is this tariff. The second worst thing he could do is support the Epic Game mm-hmm. Store. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if he really wants to piss off the section of the internet, that like dark, deep, dark, alt-right wing section of the internet that also in the Venn diagram right. includes like male video gamers. <laughs> it, it seems really like a really, really bad idea. <laughs> I mean, Call of Duty is going to get pretty expensive. Oh, no. Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I just don't understand. Like, no, I don't get it. Ravi, uh, Ravi, what do you think? You did a lot of research into I, this, it, so what do you think? I was happy to do the research because I'm just completely fascinated by how he doesn't understand how tariffs work. Like, just, just literally doesn't understand. Um, he has a tweet out there where he just says, I lo- literally says the words, I love collecting big tariffs. And there's capitals. Um, and he just talks about, I, I, there's a quote, um, we have billions of dollars coming into our treasury, billions from China. We never had 10 cents coming into our treasury. Now we have billions coming in for 10 months. China has been paying tariffs to the U.S. And he keeps repeating this. He keeps saying that what happens is when he applies a tariff, China pays the U.S. that money. Instead of it being that importers are being charged a tax, which is passed on to consumers and sellers and, and so on and so forth, like, like he just doesn't understand how it works. And that's just – it's it's stunning to me. It's stunning. You mean the guy that has like several, several, several? How many times can I say several failed right. businesses? Doesn't it, understand how tariffs work. And he just work. keeps saying it. And there's there's been plenty of reports that people in his cabinet have explained to him, and he just he doesn't really like like he listens to them and then forgets the words they said immediately. And someone, uh, someone in his cabinet explained it's kind of like a, a theology to him. Um, and so he'll do this, and he will ruin the, the economies of multiple countries at once, which is kind of cool, because um, trade wars are good and easy to win. It's, you know, it's a great time, and now it's going after video games. So I'm really entertained. You know, on the bright side, video gamers are actually really rational. So they're not going <laughs> to overreact to this at all, and they're going to really take it in right. stride. Right. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> you know, there, there, will, there will not be any uproar. Everyone will be take this really calmly and composed, and it's all going to go Absolutely. over super, super well. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Well, just to cheer everyone up, <laughs> that weird Sonic movie's getting a redo. <laughs> I don't, guys, I don't know if I'm cheered I up rebooting that. a movie I before it even don't... comes out. Okay. You know what I, you know what I like to think, what I like to think is these guys were going to release this movie. Then they sat down and watched Detective Pikachu. And then they decided, you know what? This is how you make this kind of movie. We need to turn around and redo this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, I saw Detective Pikachu the other day. and Oh my (laughs) God. This wasn't supposed to be a conversation here, but it's going to be because good God, I loved every second of that movie. It was good. It was just. There was just so much fan service. And honestly, the only thing that I could have improved on it was I wanted more Pokemon and I wanted less people. Like I just wanted it to be a movie about Pokemon. It's hard. It's hard to get mad at that. Although I, I said this to Robbie because we actually saw it together with Marguerite as well. And um, it's tough to be like mad at anybody because they spent so much time animating 
mm-hmm. what is a lot of different creatures. But sure. at the end of the at the end of the movie, I was like, so everybody right, so in the whole growlith. region has a Growlithe or a Squirtle or a Charmander as a pet. And are those the only three pets that exist? And like they did a lot of work animating all those. And if they go on and they make more Pokemon movies, it's going to be mm-hmm. great because they will already have the animations right. done for all of those Pokemon that they created. Sure, sure. So they can work on 40 more and, you know, eventually we'll get right. to 800 no, and we'll, we'll never, we'll never, <laughs> we'll never get there. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if it has to do with the success of detective Pikachu. I'm just more, but, and I've said this to you guys a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more. I just, the internet being the <laughs> rational and calm and not quick to jump to conclusions at all body of people that it is, just immediately went in there and they shat on this movie, which they did absolutely no work for. Yes, they're consumers. And if they're going to pay for the product, they deserve to have a product that they want to have. But they came out and they just shat all over this movie to the point that the studio is like, we're now embarrassed to release this. We need to completely relevel everything we're doing and change the animation style. How many of these people do you think are actually going to go see the movie? That's what that's what bothers me. And I'm I really hope in the future I'm surprised and that the movie has a huge turnout because the internet revolting at the trailers as hard as they did and now making all these people work as hard as they're gonna work to get this movie out. Like they deserve they deserve their views. Right. I you can't I, you can't shit on the movie and then not go see the movie. But but okay, you so know, me, that if you weren't gonna pay for it anyway. Well especially if they're changing it. Yes. You can shit on the movie and not go see it if they didn't do anything because of you shitting on the movie. But because the uproar caused the studio to change what they're doing completely, everybody that complained about this owes that studio their seven fifty or whatever their damn movie ticket's going to cost. You have to I go see that. that movie. So, okay, do you have to go see it? Because you said that he looked bad. So does that mean you have to go see it? I didn't say that publicly on the internet. Okay, so it's, it's if you say it publicly on the internet. Yeah, because I was okay. not a part of the fire that burned that so, team down. But in the case of Sonic, I didn't think there was the, you know, there wasn't docs attacks, there wasn't any sort of, you know, I, like I didn't see pitchforks and torches. I just saw Twitter, everyone on Twitter saying, wow, that's super hideous because <laughs> it was super hideous. Like, I mean, it, it's it's not like people were being cruel and mean about nothing. People were just expressing an opinion that was objectively factual. You know, Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 said something on the lines of, if you're ugly and people love you, it means they love you for who you are. Yes, maybe they just Sonic is full of character growth and people well, love maybe, Sonic for who he is. Maybe they should just accept ugly Sonic and watch the movie. <laughs> The weird part is, is no. I sat down and I I watched the t- uh, I was watch- when I watched Detective Pikachu they played the Sonic trailer and I like knew it from the second it came up and I was like oh my god Bailey here we go and it didn't actually look that bad in practice no. until Sonic opens his mouth <laughs> then it gets really with all the teeth with right. all the teeth and then right. him talking it just is weird honestly yeah. if if Sonic was like a silent protagonist I think it would work really well um, I don't think Ben Schwartz is going to do a bad job. I just, Sonic has never really had a voice right. except in the like, the like adventure games, which like is like a niche, sorry, internet, but it's like a niche, you know, like little bucket. Uh, no, even the people that play him agree. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think Sonic has always been the silent protagonist and I don't think just giving him a voice for no reason is right. necessarily the best case, especially when it's just, 
It's all I mean, just he, in this little box of weird. He talks a lot in the games that became 3D. Like, he does a lot of talking. He's kind of quippy, That's true, actually. But Zach, sort of don't think Spider-Man. about those games, Peaches. Who's Zach? You use the Z word. Come <laughs> on, man. We <laughs> you all day. No, I don't know. I almost think that, like, okay, you don't like the way he looks. That's fine. You don't have to like the way he looks. If you care about the movie, go see the movie and see if they made a good Sonic film. And just like they do when actors or actresses don't sign on to the next film, they reanimate him for the second film. Hey, thank you for supporting this movie. Clearly you guys like Sonic. Let us change him now and make him better for you. And in the next movie, he looks better. But I feel like... Or do they they get one shot? Do they only get one shot? I mean, you might only get one shot. And I feel like... the Game of Thrones finale only get one shot? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, but Drogon looks great. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I have weird feelings about it because I just. I mean, I, I agree with I you as far as people shouldn't be mean and people shouldn't be dicks, and I mean that sort of thing, absolutely. But as far as people expressing an opinion that something looks bad, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And as far as a studio wanting to get it right and realizing they've screwed up and taking a chance to fix it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I don't – people who are dicks absolutely bury them all day, but I don't think that's necessarily what was going on in this specific case. I just just hope you're right. And the thing is, is I don't, I think it's somewhere in the middle of what you guys are talking about, right? I don't think it's necessarily every person voicing their opinion online. And I don't think it's that that they're all dicks, but I think the problem with this type of philosophy of, of feedback is it's an echo chamber, right? It is this thing where somebody's like, I kind of didn't like that. And somebody was like, I kind of didn't like that either. And then somebody else is like, well, that fucking sucked. And then somebody <laughs> else is like, you're right, that did fucking suck. And then all of a sudden we're like, the creator should go shoot themselves in the face. And then, you know, we like end up at this extreme, which yeah. is the problem with that type of feedback, right? Like rather than you just talking to your buddies, be like, hey, man, that thing didn't look that great. Or somebody else being like, okay, it's this like sudden vortex of everybody being negative and then collectively getting more and more negative and trying to outdo each other with their negativity. It's it's almost like a cop pulling you over for one thing and then finding yes. another yeah, and I agree. another. I will agree with that. I guess yeah. my thing with the Sonic thing is I just don't understand because it's weird that this is what they went with. I don't understand why they decided that that's what Sonic should look like. And we're going to have a conversation. We're going to have several conversations coming up soon about the idea of respect for your source material and not being afraid of your source material and how we have kind of moved on in Hollywood from making things different for the sake of it because directors don't care about video games and comic books and cartoons. And I don't know why they decided that Sonic should have those human legs and the weird human teeth and the weird eyes. I, I agree with you that I don't think I agree with you peaches that I don't necessarily think the movie's going to would have been bad if that's the Sonic they stuck with. I just don't understand why they went that way and then why it got to the point of release and then, oh, wow, people don't like this? I – what? Like like that shock is just weird to me and, and that this is what they decided to make him look like is weird. I just don't understand the thought process. What do Sonic's teeth look like? Uh, he's got those weird like cartoon teeth where it's just solid white, uh, lo- solid white space with some black in it. Yeah, but how do you do yeah, that? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily like a... need to be like that, but his teeth don't need to look like <laughs> like 
Go watch that trailer. It literally looks like they took dentures and put them in Sonic's face. (laughs) He's got veneers in there. Maybe he doesn't have teeth and he is wearing dentures because he has a big mouth and not a lot of teeth. That's possible. I I mean, just again, think about Detective Pikachu. Did any of those Pokemon's teeth like draw you into the movie and go, he's got old guy teeth? Like, (laughs) no, here's, here's the thing is that I think the Pokemon movie did it well, but don't act like some of those Pokemon didn't make you uncomfortable, like looking at right. Them. Jigglypuff is in you my know, nightmares like, now. There were certain, there were certain ones, and it's not that they weren't good. It's just that you're right. That is how they right. would look realistically, and you're right. It is fucking right. weird. Yeah. Like it is not. Some of these Pokemon just look like I had never thought of. Like, all oh, right, like some of these Pokemon have scales. They look really weird yeah. with scales and kind of like scary, yes. and you know, like it just doesn't. And maybe that's part of that is Sonic, right? Like, he looks a little bit more realistic, and I think they did it the wrong way, sure. But I think he's always going to have this notion of something doesn't quite look right because that's just how it is trying to put him in a realistic mm-hmm. landscape. And I think you can lampshade that. Um, I think you can draw sure. attention to, haha, you look weird, but... I hope they just make him, instead of, like, 3D sort of humanoid animation, I hope they full-on do, like, um, anime-style <laughs> Sonic. And, oh he's just, and he's just in the movie in his own... It'll be, like, Into the Spider-Verse with um, with Peter Porker. He'll just be his own thing. Oh, in- no, dude. We need, a, we, need him, we need him to be 8-bit, and it needs to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit style. Oh, we need to just that. have 8-bit characters running around everywhere. I'm sorry, six, is yeah, it he was 16, bit? but 16 still, bit. your 16, point stands. Yeah, it counts. Count it. You're only half <laughs> no, right. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know. I think they're going to do a good job. I think it's it's a good sign that people are listening, but it just makes me scared of how much power the internet has. I mean, for somebody I to, and not just that, but they gave up a November right. movie slot. And they moved it to February, which is like where movies go to die. <laughs> and so, like movies not named Marvel, right. I should say. Um, but it's essentially where movies go to die. And they've essentially been like, you know what? We're going to move this back to do, you know, to do, to do right by you guys. And uh, I don't know. I, see, I can, and we, I know we've been talking about this for a while, so I'll try to stop after this. But I can, I can sympathize with the, I don't feel like my own work is cutting it. Because that, like, I'm very much like that with pretty much everything I do. Like, I this is not a cry for help. This is just me, like, empathizing with them. Is that I like I want everything that I make, regardless of how good it is, to be better. So you know, maybe they saw one or two negative comments, and the people on their team are also that way, and they're like, guys, we got to do something about this. What do we do? How can we fix this? And it was like that meme with the the CEO and then the three people in the room. <laughs> And then two of them suggested something nonsensical. And the third guy was like, I don't know, fix Sonic. And they threw him out the window. But then they realized that they needed to do that thing. And they're like, well, he's dead already. So <laughs> push the Stop movie. Stop killing back. him. He's already <laughs> dead. <laughs> anyway, I hope it's a more positive reason. I hope underlyingly it's more, hey, we want to do this right and not we were threatened by the internet. You know who feels threatened? Microsoft and Sony. Hey, segue. So, 
we talked about this uh, a, a couple weeks ago. At least, I should say a couple months ago at this point. A couple weeks We ago. talked about Stadia and everything that Stadia was and how it was this new Google streaming platform. And it turns out that Sony and Microsoft have now teamed up to get their cloud gaming solutions together to, to, to sort of share technology, to share information, to sort of partner up to take on Google. And it's so interesting, one, how afraid of Google they are, because it really shows that they are terrified of everything that Google has. And I think that's for a number of reasons. One, it's because both Microsoft and Sony have tried to do this over the past few years with PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass, and they have not been successful. They've each tried to make their own gaming streaming service, and they have not been successful. Whereas I played project stream for a couple of hours and it was the most seamless experience that i've ever played the rinky dick laptop that robbie's currently using to record this podcast could play assassin's creed odyssey and that's insane and it would not hamper his computer at all it's all done through your internet connection yeah and it is insane it's it's kind of like one of those uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna end up using a marvel because I've just been so on the Marvel train recently. I'm end up using a Marvel analogy for everything I say, but it's kind of like they're trying to form the Sinister Six right now because they know on their own they can't beat Spider-Man, who that's is true. who is Google. So they're like, hey, maybe if we get our fan bases together, we can defeat him once and for all. Who knows if it'll work? Right. You know, it's really going to be really nice in 20 years when Nintendo decides to enter the streaming space. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so, and then they're going to do it poorly for the next 10 and then finally figure it out. Yeah, and they'll still be loved because they're Nintendo. <laughs> it's because they're Nintendo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I think uh, I think the concept, I was, I, I'm still not 100% on board with it like I was in the episode where we talked about it. Um, but I think it's smart for them to team up if they, if they really think it's going to be a threat because the advantage that Stadia has that there's no console involved there's i can play whatever you put on stadia i don't have to have the console i don't have to choose a side in the console war i can just play the games i want to play and they're right there and that's probably what the big problem is between sony and microsoft trying these things ahead of time on their own is that they only have their fan base like there are some people in the middle of all these venn diagrams but Truly, they really only have their fan base they can count on. And if they don't, you know, provide for them, that's where this fails. Whereas the Stadia really puts everybody into consideration. You know, and it's interesting because Microsoft in general has been sort of branching out. One, they have that partnership with Nintendo, right? We know Xbox Live is coming to Nintendo. It's rumored that Xbox Game Pass is coming to Nintendo, which means a bunch of things like Gears of War and Halo and all kinds of stuff would be coming to Nintendo. Um, We've also seen that essentially every Microsoft exclusive that you can play on the Xbox is also available on PC. So it stands to reason that Microsoft is trying to think outside Maybe getting away from hardware. I see what you did. Bye. taking you so seriously (laughs) i don't even know it's real anymore (laughs) i love puns now i don't know if you were being sincere oh man oh that's great but yeah i don't look i 
I think I think they're on the right track. Like I think Microsoft is on the right track, and I thought they were on the right track to sort of dethrone, um, sort of dethrone Sony. But now it just seems like they needed to throw in Google before they even get there. Yeah, I mean, you know what I remember when I think about Google projects that maybe didn't really work out. <laughs> I think about Google Plus. We should be doing this in Google. That Hangout, was super guys. hyped up. I had a few friends that were like, "Yeah, like it was super hyped up by a lot of my tech friends." They're like, "Yo, we got to get into Google Plus. It's the next thing." And then four people used it, and they're like, "Hey, you know." I think it was maybe like a year or two years yeah, ago. I think they it was were the finally like, you know, nobody uses this shit. So no, 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 no. Uh... no. I, here's the difference between this <laughs> and everything else. It's that in practice, it works, and it works well, and it works easily. It is not something you have to painstakingly. Here's the problem with Google Hangouts. You installed Google Hangouts, and you're like, what the shit is this? I've got a circle. <laughs> I've got multiple circles. I need to be in a circle with someone. I don't understand this nonsense, right? And that's the problem with a lot of Google stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of overcomplicated. Google Stadia or, Google, or Project Stream, which is the part that I played, was the easiest thing in the world to play. I entered in my password. I clicked play. In seconds, I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I then went and got my laptop and put it over here, and I did the same thing, and I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my $250 laptop. I mean, on paper, it sounds great. On paper, Google Plus sounded great. We'll see see what sticks, right? I just don't think it's... I don't think it's on paper anymore. I think that's the difference. No, I know. Project Stream is a reality. It happened, and it went really well, and if things continue along that path, this is something that's already been proven, whereas I think Google Plus and some of these other things were like, concepts this is reality this isn't a concept anymore this is something they've done well listen up i want you guys that are that are playstation and um and Uh and xbox fanboys out there i just want you to know that i am just trying to put the ball in your court a little bit trying to give you some brownie points because it's not looking good for you so (laughs) just do your best and stay positive and we're rooting for you okay i don't like this asmr that's happening right now (laughs) this is the sound of me uh playing on my phone (laughs) (laughs) asmr is the hot new thing everybody do some asmr on their channel and so uh, another interesting point about this whole topic was that playstation so the talk to between sony and microsoft playstation was not aware of these talks happening and it's been very clear over the past few years that PlayStation is going for the throat and they are trying to destroy the competition, right? They are taking everything and they are running with it. You know, part of it is that they're exclusives. Part of it is their um, sort of business practices. Part of it is that just you can't play half of the things that you can play right. on a PlayStation that you can play on an Xbox, right? Like you just can't, you just can't do it. Um and so it's interesting that PlayStation wasn't aware of this and they have to suddenly go, wait a second. So these people we've been trying to murder for the past few years, we're now friends with? It's like a it's like a fun like movie twist. Like, oh, Dude, first they were enemies like, and now we're friends. It's like if um, the X-Men were fighting Sentinels and Magneto was like, it looks like you need our help with this one. Which one's the Brotherhood? What? It's Magneto. No, Magneto. No, 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 no. Oh, you're wait. Which one which is, one is, is I see. Which one is Brotherhood and which one are the X Men? Oh, uh, Xbox have to be X Men, right? Because they're Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Theming, and then the bad guys are coming in to save the good guys. Which 
you know, more cutthroat bad guys so wait, are more cutthroat. Google is the so. Sentinels? That actually Google, works. Google yes. is the Black Google Order. Yeah, that works. Google's the Google Black is the Black Order. Order. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. July 19th. <laughs> Psyched. Um, we, we got one more last little bit of news to talk about. Oh, no, we've got a few more things. Actually, we'll... Let's see what we let's see what we get through. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Super Mario Maker Two because there was a Nintendo Direct that talked all about Super Mario Maker Two. Um, Peaches, I'm going to let you lead this one because it feels like you are the Mario guy on the show, and I wanted to know your your first reactions when you saw it. when you saw the whole like Nintendo Direct. Yeah, so I did not see it live, so I didn't have the um, the same real-time reaction that everybody did. I actually watched a lot of the streamers that I care about with their reaction videos. I watched Pooh Bear, like, jumping up and down on his chair, getting excited about stuff. It was cool. Um, But I'm really stoked for it. I've thought about putting Mario Maker on my stream for a while because it's something that really correlates with the stuff I already do. do. Um, But as soon as Mario Maker 2 was announced, it was like, no, this has to be on the stream. Like, it has to be on the stream. They're bringing in a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, Like, we can talk about the actual items they're bringing to the levels. We could talk about that for an hour in itself. But Mm -hmm. different suits are coming in. Um, slopes are coming into the game, which is like, why do I care about slopes? No, 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 no. Everyone cares about slopes. Slopes are the most important thing. (laughs) I know, but if you don't pay attention to Mario, you would, why do I care about slopes? You, they just didn't exist in the other Mario Maker. So if you wanted to drop from one vertical platform to another, you just had to fall or you had to create little steps, but now you can slide down slopes and there's tons of mechanics in Mario that involve getting the speed of a slope and maintaining that speed specifically from the slope. So there's a lot of cool stuff that can be done with that. Um, Everybody loves the sun from Super Mario Bros. 3. We'll see if everybody continues to love the sun when it comes into Mario Maker. I don't know how many you can have on screen at a time. I don't know if they're limiting it to one, but I've thought about that. Can you imagine a level where there's like seven suns? That's the name of a brewery, by the way. Shout out to Seven Sun. Um, Seven suns just swooping down at you maybe they're not all swooping at the same time maybe they're like going in weird intervals i don't know on off switches i'm just going down the list because there's more than it's on this list but we'll talk about it forever on off switches have been awesome if you've seen any of my um if you've seen some of my streams when we play super mario world there's some awesome levels that people that have created mario world hacks have used switches to just create really cool intuitive levels with platforms that need to be switched on and off in real time before you fall onto them. All sorts of cool stuff. There's a bunch of themes that's com- that are coming. There's a bunch of music that's coming. You can change every themed level into what is called night mode. And when that happens, weird shit's just going to happen that we don't really know about yet. Um, some of the gravities will be different. The stages will be flipped. All kinds of stuff. We don't know. They're putting new enemies in. They're putting invisible or like um, see-through pipes in. They're putting like all sorts of cool stuff. And this is just the creation aspect of it. I mean, they've got multiplayer build mode, which I'm kind of skeptical about. I don't know if I will do it a lot on my own. It depends on what the interface is going to be like, because we all know, and Robbie will definitely agree with this, and I think Soundlord will too. Um, I think building a stage in Mario Maker for the Wii U is great because you have your gamepad, 
and it's a touchscreen and you can drag and you can easily erase stuff. And I think it's going to be kind of weird with just a controller. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're planning on throwing a little money grab out there and releasing like a, hey, buy this new Switch controller for Super Mario Maker 2. It's got a touchscreen. Like, I don't know what they're planning on doing with that. But two people probably having to share the same screen space using controllers to build. I don't know if I'm super on board with it, but we'll I'm, see. How I'm, it goes. I'm thinking it's going to be more like a Wii situation. Like it's going to be a point and click, like remote control style. You swish around like that rather than using your controller to place things in like a grid. I don't know if I like that better because then I have to be really good at being precise right. with that movement. I, I didn't design it. I'm just telling you what yeah, I think I it's going to no, be. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you're wrong. I just, you know, I don't think, unless they do release a touchscreen style controller for that, I don't think they're going to be able to top the ease of making a stage, whether it's multiplayer sure. or single player. Um, but I digress. Unless you take it off the dock. Sure. Um, la, we've but, got, what else we have? We have a story mode. We have same screen story mode. I think is used primarily, right? Robbie to unlock. Yeah. It's the new stuff. It's not a making a super Mario brothers story mode, which is what I hoped it was going to be. It is a right. story mode in Mario maker. A you're going to, um, accomplish tasks and beat levels to rebuild peach's castle, which is eh, not my castle. Right. No, not your case. I mean, I think it'll be a it'll be a good way to tutorial people into the different things that they're adding and allow them to see some tricks that they can do with those objects. I think it'll be good for for first time builders and probably for new builders. One thing that I am kind of concerned about, and I don't even feel like I am the right person to have this concern because I don't regularly play Mario Maker in my streams or off of my streams, but I watch a lot of people that play Super Expert and. Um, the most common phrase, if you've ever watched anybody play Super Expert on Twitch, is hot garbage. Hot garbage is a very popular phrase. Uh, they'll say things like, get this garbage out of here, or that level was hot garbage, or that creator was hot garbage. And I'm sort of worried about all of this new stuff coming in. And those people that are already making garbage levels, you're just giving them more tools to possibly create garbage for. Now that is a really pessimistic view and it's not my only view. I think there's going to be some really, really, really awesome stuff created all the time. Um, but the amount of garbage is not going away. It is probably increasing. So the garbage will do the garbage. will do. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> um, otherwise I'm just really excited that, that this game has a sequel and that, um, you know, they took a lot of the stuff that the people playing the original game wanted into consideration. Um, You know, I've talked about it probably three times throughout the different episodes of this, but I truly believe that Mario maker came around because Nintendo was trying to stop people from making hacks all the time. I think they were trying to get people, Hey, you, you want to be able to create Mario levels? Here you go. I don't think it's the only reason, but I think that was an underlying reason. And I think listening to all of the people saying, hey, we want this in Mario Maker. Hey, we want this in Mario Maker. And then making a sequel and kind of acting upon those things was a smart move for them if they still feel that same way. If they still want people to shy away from using Lunar Magic and stuff to create hacks and they want people to come in and make levels with their level editor. The physics aren't exactly the same, but they're still providing more and they're adding more styles. You're going to get 3D World. 
And it looks like we might get some DLC styles in the future. There haven't been announcements on that, but the fact that the 3D World section is kind of on its own, it, it kind of feels to me like mm. a here's where DLC will end up. Maybe we'll put, you know, Mario 2 in here. Maybe we'll put Paper Mario in here. Maybe we'll put insert money yes, grab here in here. I don't know. If I don't know what they'll in, do. If they put in a 3D style Mario game, they'd have they have to basically won't... redo that game from the ground up. No, they but... won't actually put a yeah. 3D. It would be like 3D to 2D thing. It'd be like, you know, Mega Man 11. But, but what if they did? Yeah, I wouldn't want to play those levels. Right. <laughs> I know I just talked a lot about that. So what, how are you guys feeling about this? Eduardo, you don't even really play Mario Maker. No, I'm psyched for it. I want to play it, but I'm more interested to hear what Robbie has to say. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I actually am interested in your thoughts. So I do want to hear the the perspective of someone who didn't, um, who hasn't even played Mario Maker. Um, but, I mean, my thoughts, I bouncing off of what Peach has said, um, you know, we talked about, my, my biggest concern is actually the, the interface because the reason it works so well on the Wii U was that stylus and that touchpad was just beautiful. The game was built for that system. I'm happy it's coming to the Switch. I'm, I'm going to buy it day one. So ev- everything I say should be parsed with the fact that I am excited about this game. So anything I say that's critical is more why I'm not, you know, vomiting with excitement over this game. Um, the... <laughs> The switch screen is small. The touch is not the same as with the stylus. There isn't a stylus for it. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be fine. Nintendo's good at making good interfaces. So I'm not concerned that it's going to be bad. I'm just, I don't know how it's going to be as much of a joy to build as it was with the original Mario Maker. Related to that, I'm happy they're adding new stuff. But at the same time, I don't care about most of the new stuff. Pretty much everything I cared about was in Mario Maker. And now they're just adding lots of content. And I agree with what Peach has said. I'm worried all that content might lead to more garbage levels. I'm not that concerned because the good levels kind of filtered to the top. I was never someone that was trying to do a no-skip expert run. So (laughs) if your level was garbage, I happily threw it in the trash and moved on with my life and didn't care. I didn't it didn't bother me to get rid of people's garbage levels. But then I also, I joined a few communities um, on various websites of Mario Makers, and we would share levels back and forth. And some of those guys were streamers, and they would play our levels online. Um, and that, I got a lot of good levels by talking talking to other people. And then playing my friends' levels, um, particularly Soundlord. I played a lot of Soundlord's levels. Um, so I'm not too concerned. I, I do think there's going to be a lot of garbage levels. I do think there's just going to be a lot of levels of someone who just has to put in every single thing they can. And so you have a stage of every single possible version of Piranha Plant you can put in a stage, and every single version of Charge and Chuck you can put in the Charge stage. Charge and Chuck can eat it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about Slopes. Slopes are obviously – was that was the thing that was the most infuriating about Mario Maker was that there weren't Slopes. And I know that sounds weird, but like every Mario game since – uh, Super Mario Brothers has needed has had slopes as a major function, um, and just just the simple joy of sliding down a slope and killing a bunch of things like that's just one of the funnest things you can do in Mario. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I, I have some concerns. I'm not as excited as Peaches is. However, I am excited 
that Peaches is excited. I'm excited to see him play it. I'm excited to see him stream it. And I am going to get it. And I love my wife will sometimes get on and she'll make me a level um, when I'm not looking and then later tell me, hey, I made a level for you and I'll get on and play a level. I'm excited that now I have I actually have friends that have the Nintendo console. So I'm excited that we can make levels and share levels and play instead of literally just me and Soundlord. Listen, um, this is a call out. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to say <laughs> this. This is a call out to every person that's ever been on Squad Up that's going to get Mario Maker 2. Everybody that ever listens to, to Squad Up and, and every everybody ever. I will play your levels. Please make a level for me. I will play it on stream. I, I would be honored to do that. This is a self-plug for me. I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash peaches. When Mario Maker 2 comes out, I want to play your <laughs> levels. Make levels for me. Please. I will make you so many castle stages. I promise. That's fine. I, I don't care what the theme is. I want to play it. I want to be 100% honest that I have almost zero intention of building a single level. <laughs> I want to get the game because I want to play everybody else's levels. And I want essentially a Mario that I can buy and then have unlimited Mario content. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what Mario Maker is to be. Like I, That's where the way I'm looking at it. And if I play it and I end up liking the way you build levels and I end up wanting to create one cool, but the way I'm looking at it is here's my buy a copy of Mario and then get Mario forever. I just want to play one Eduardo level. Come on, right. everybody. Yeah, if we get one, how about this, Eduardo? If we get one email to the Squad Up email, what is the Squad Up email, by the way? Uh, squad Up Podcast at gmail.com. Look at that. If we get one email about Super Mario Maker 2 to the Squad Up Podcast at gmail.com, Eduardo. And it can't be anybody who's actually on the show. Like, yeah, okay, Soundboard can't. Nope. <laughs> Nobody in the squad, somebody email him. About well, all of our listeners are part of the squad. You can't say that. We're all, I mean, we're the squad. Okay. If you've been on the show, it doesn't count. So, like, if Kat <laughs> were to email squaduppodcast yes, at gmail.com about Mario Maker 2, Eduardo <laughs> would have to make a stage. That's what I'm saying. I think that's, I think that qualifies. Okay. And Peter would play it on his stream. So, which Kat does enjoy. <laughs> it's I all think, full circle. I think that's a good point, though, Eduardo. I, I One of the good things about Mario Maker is that it's different things to different people, and it can be so many different things. And so if you just play it just to play games online, uh, stages online, that's fantastic. I would ask you to mess with the editor because the editor is really fun. But if you never upload anything, that's fine. But, I mean, even just the variety you get online, there are, there are puzzle stages, and there are basically 2D Zelda dungeons, and there are giant Rube Goldberg machines and there are actual difficult levels and and you know maybe one percent of them are also solid recreations of a game in the Mario style it's not many but they exist um so even just the content that ends up online is so many different things and so you can play them in lots of different ways so I'll I'll be excited to get your reactions when you play it yeah I'm psyched I think it'll be a lot of fun and I think if there's anybody out there who's like thinking like me that like you're probably not a builder and like building probably isn't your thing. I still suggest getting the game because like I'm saying, there's going to be a breath of content and mm-hmm. it's not going to really end anytime soon. No. Um, Mario we've got a couple, right. We've got a couple other small stories to talk about. We want to, I want to touch on these next ones kind of quickly. Um, Marvel's ultimate Alliance three, which has been on our radar for a little while. 
Um, it's a game that we're all excited about. We're all going to play it together. And I haven't seen that much fanfare about it online. I've seen a few trailers and I've seen a few people hang- um, angry, uh, happy about it. Um, but I haven't seen that much sort of fanfare or sort of excitement about it. Um, that being said, I know that the squad in general is very excited to be playing it. We're going to be playing it all together um, from the luxury of our couches. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be? You think it's going to be a hit, or is it going to be a miss? I don't know. I I look at the game and I and I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the best game in the world, but I think it'll be a lot of fun to play together. I think it's going to be the biggest hit in the franchise. So. I think it's going to be bigger than X-Men Legends or previous Ultimate games because I think the excitement for Marvel because of the films is so far and beyond where it was when the previous games. Plus, the Switch has a huge install base. Um, Despite that install base, people are thirsting for Switch games. So I think you're going to see it get a lot of people. I think think we'll end up being kind of surprised by how popular it is. Um, Plus, the games. Did you play the Legends games, Eduardo? I know Peaches did. So they're also they're pretty accessible. They're not they are RPGs. They are D- Diablo esque, but they don't have a ton of mechanics going on. They're not particularly painful. They're they're really just kind of satisfying, sort of almost sort of RPG hack and slash action. So sure. I don't think people are going to go in being frustrated that it's hard or that's it's not going to steer people away like Dark Souls might or something like that. So I think it's going to end up being pretty popular. Um, and that excites me. But here's the thing. Here's the question. Will it be popular when you guys get it all together, when we all get it together and we play through it once and we go, man, that was fun, and then we put it down and we never touch it again? Or will it be a game that we're going to come back to? Because I think that's the real – in today's modern era of video games, that's the true success, right? The game you come back to after you've completed it, after you've done anything, the game that can get you to pick up the controller over and over again. That's fair. Every game in the franchise except for the first one I got bored of and didn't beat. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I know that sounds bad. I did have fun with them. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel the same way. I mean, I I well, not exactly the same way. I have gone back and I've played X Men Legends multiple times. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy building the characters and being in the world that those characters are in. Um, but I, you know, I kind of didn't know that I would agree with that. I can't. I can't see us you know, finishing the game and then a week later going, right. all right, boys, who's free this Saturday night? Let's play some Marvel Ultimate <laughs> 3. Like, yeah, like get the squad together. I call Psylocke. Like, I don't I don't know it's, what that's going to be like. I don't see replayability from it, but I think it's going to be a fun story. Replayability is going to hinge on sort of the character interaction and the character usage. And if it's going to make you want to go back and go, okay, I want to see what happens if I play with captain marvel through most of the game that sort of thing because that was sort of sort of the reason i didn't replay the other ones and i did really really like them so don't just because i didn't replay them doesn't mean i didn't enjoy those games immensely but part of why i didn't replay them is i kind of had i ran with you know wolverine and and cyclops and jean gray and okay i don't really need to touch anyone else and rolled through the game and then didn't have any desire to go back and find out what it would be like with a different team and so replayability from this is going to come from that sort of aspect. And there's they've been talking about the fact that you'll get bonuses based on different team interactions. Um, so yeah. we'll kind of see. They might they might be more replayable than the other ones. But honestly, my excitement that's, is not necessarily that's not new though. It's not. It's not new though because if I you may not remember it. did 
if you did certain combos in X-Men Legends, you would get bonus EXP for doing that combo. Yeah, I probably just don't remember it. Um, yeah, and, and it would be like, hey, um, Iceman froze somebody right before you adamantium slash them. Extra experience, combo. You don't remember hearing that every time? Maybe. Combo. It's been a long combo. time. And that, honestly, that's where my excitement comes from, is I remember enjoying this game. Um, I remember not putting down the first Legends when I got it. And so some of my excitement is, oh, I haven't played that in a while. That's... Yeah. No, I think the caliber of game that is out now and the fact that the Mar- like I agree with you about the Marvel hype, it's higher than it's ever been for more than just nerds. And the amount of characters that they have already kind of confirmed, which is at like 36. 36. Like <laughs> if they've already confirmed 36 and there's still a month and change to go, there could be more. And that's a lot of different yes. play styles. Especially sure. in a game where you only use four characters uh-huh. at a time. So that's a lot of different combinations. Yeah, of the characters. last trailer ended yeah. revealing Deadpool with tacos. So that's where we're headed with this game. Um, yeah. As Eduardo has. You know. As no, Eduardo pointed out, you can play with a full Spider Man team because you can play with uh, Peter Parker, you um, a team of Peter Parker, Spider Gwen, Miles Morales, and Venom, which is. Like Venom, that also just Venom's in it as a playable character. Like, that's cool. Green Goblin's in it with an Infinity Stone. Like, voiced by Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's a bad joke, Eduardo. What are you saying about that? Yeah. You know what I? You know what I miss? What I? It, it might be, and I might get this. Might be an unpopular opinion, and so I think both of you will agree with me, but I think the rest of the internet would disagree with me. But something that I wish video games would do that they do not do anymore. I miss character gating. I miss booting up a game, only having two characters available, and having to play the game to unlock the rest of the characters. Because it gave me a reason to play the game. It gave me a reason to... And any time I got a new character, like with Smash Ultimate, I loved mm-hmm. Smash Ultimate because I started off with a small group, and then I got to build that up. And anytime I unlocked a new character, I immediately was like, well, time to go play with this new character because I just got them. And it's like this shiny new toy that I got. And... I know Marvel, I've already seen that Ultimate Alliance is going to give you basically all of the characters almost from the beginning. And it's kind of disappointing to me because part of me is going to be like, well, I'm going to play this guy for two seconds and then never touch him again. Whereas if I were slowly unlocking these guys over time, I think I'd feel more incentivized to spend a little bit more time with him because I just went through the work of unlocking. I agree with that. I think it's fair. It depends on... For me, that depends on how the characters are presented when you unlock them. Like, I'm immediately thinking of Fire Emblem when you say that, where as you progress through the Fire Emblem stages, you unlock more characters. The problem for me is that I like to level each character up on their own uh, from, you know, the base before they get promoted. I guess their unpromoted level, I like to get them up to the highest possible, which in Fire Emblem is 20, and then promote them so that their stats are higher when they get promoted and so on and so forth. There's a lot of characters you get in Fire Emblem where you get them like five chapters before the end of the game and they're already level 16 in the promoted role and all their stats are garbage and they're not useful. And so if the game is presented in a way like that, I don't really want the gating. Otherwise, if it's presented in a way where everybody has the ability to be equally useful when you get them, I like the character gating. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how it's presented. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be like a level up style game. Like, I don't know what their what their X Men Legends was. Uh, yeah, the other ones all were. Were yeah. they? Yeah. So you get you get experience. 
you want to cycle people into your team sometimes to get them some XP as well. Almost like Pokemon. It's not like Pokemon, but and that aspect is. When when you level up, you get a point to distribute to like physical stats, and you get a point to distribute to like abilities. That's so, right. There's ability trees. Oh, yeah. that was one of the most fun things. So yeah, so you'd level up Cyclops, and you'd be like, all right, I want to give him a point in focus, so he has more mana, basically, because you mm-hmm. want to fire those optic beams all the mm-hmm. time. And then I'm gonna put my point in optic beam level two, so now it's a little bit stronger. Yep, that's exactly what I did with Cyclops. Everything was yeah. about hanging back and sniping with the optic beams. Yeah. So yeah, there's so. there's a level up aspect. There's a reason to cycle through the characters. I think the how they did it in X Men Legends, and I could be wrong on this, was there were a couple of characters you didn't get till very late game, like Psylocke. Um, and when you got those characters, all of the EXP that you had accumulated with the rest of your party basically got dumped onto yes. that character at once. So they were level. 16 right away maybe just like in fire emblem um but you got to allocate all of their stat points they were they were given to you so it was as if you had 15 different level ups and you were okay i just got psylocke here's all the places i want to put her points boom so that i, I liked it and it, that character yeah, game it was actually I that i had forgotten but the 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 skill trees in that game were was one of the most fun thing managing that Eduardo's like, I don't want to talk about this for very long. And here we are. <laughs> Eduardo, writing a book exciting. Well, we'll skip the yeah, next topic um, <laughs> since we spent too much time on this. I didn't even read um, about it. So that's going to do it for for the news. Um, <laughs> the hour-long know, news. The hour-long news segment. Now I want to talk about <laughs> what we've been playing because these are some giant <laughs> lists. Hey, everyone. Chris the Sound Lord here. Uh, as you know, the Squad Up podcast sort of took a an unexpected two-month hiatus, partially my fault, as you heard at the uh, beginning of the episode. Um, so, this episode actually ran a little long. So we are breaking it up into two parts. I mean, when you go almost an hour talking about the news, and they still have over an hour left talking about what they've been playing. So, uh, yeah, we're splitting up into two parts. So we're going to release part one. Well, you've just listened to it, and part two will be coming out next week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, So I will go ahead and do the customary end-of-episode plugs. Uh, Go ahead and uh, twitch.tv slash peaches, that's 3Z instead of ES at the end of peaches, uh, to uh, watch peaches. Uh, He's been playing a lot of Spider-Man lately, and of course a lot of Kaizo as well. Um, You can also follow him on Twitter and Instagram at D underscore peaches, also with that 3Z at the end. Uh, twitch.tv slash abcd eduardo uh, same name on twitter as well so go ahead and follow follow eduardo you can follow robbie at philkid3 p-h-i-l kid number three on twitter and you'll hear him talk about baseball a lot uh, you can follow me the sound lord on twitter at gatorsax2010 uh, you can see a couple pictures from my wedding up there it's in my pinned tweet right now, so yeah, you can see me being sappy about that. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, please don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Squad Up Podcast. Email squaduppodcast at gmail.com. Please, please email squaduppodcast at gmail.com so Eduardo will have to make a Mario Maker level. Also, one more thing, there is another project that the squad has brewing. Uh, so keep keep your eyes open for that. We are currently assembling a new podcast uh, talking about a... Uh, well, a, a pretty major movie series. 
uh, you can probably put that together. So that will be debuting very soon. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, we will certainly be uh, sharing more about that soon. Uh, but yeah, so tune in next week for part two of uh, this extra long squad up episode and we will see you all later uh so until next time i ended every episode and i don't even remember how water ends so i'm just gonna say bye i love collecting big tariffs i love collecting big tariffs I love big tariffs.